Hello friends, thank you for joining us in here. So it's me again, um, Efrata, and nice to see you again this Sunday evening. So today we will talk about a very interesting topic, which is a true digital collaboration as the game changers for supply chain. And in the Enabling Supply Chain Management channel, uh, we are honored to have Mr. Thorsten Maps, which is uh, the patient supply chain coach from Frankfurt, Germany. So please welcome our speaker tonight, Mr. Thorsten. Hello, Thorsten. How are you? Hello, Efrata. Yeah. I'm fine. Thank you very much. And many thanks for the honor inviting me to uh, your channel in, in Asia. It's a, it's a big pleasure for me joining you and, and, and supporting you. Yeah, thank you also uh, for sharing tonight with us. I think uh, it's uh, afternoon, right, in Germany, but already yeah, evening. It's, um, <laughs> quarter past, no, quarter past two or uh, half past two now. So it's uh, exactly um, five hours um, behind. Okay. So the day is still evolving. Okay, good day for you, yeah. Uh, although it's uh, evening <laughs> for us in here. <laughs> okay, Thorsten. <Good> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I think we will start with. Um, our mentimeter because usually <laughs> we wait for friends yeah uh, you know yeah in indonesia if we say it uh, 7 30 then uh, not everyone gather in here yet <laughs> um, sure. i heard that uh, you are very uh, experienced in ibp and snop and uh, yeah like a strategic supply chain uh, can you tell me something about uh, your experience when you tell what is the difference between snop and ibp because someone or um, yeah tell me that the ibp and snop is quite the same yeah can you uh, tell a bit about ibp and snop yeah it's a it's a question how you understand that. In a certain way, um, you can pretend that it is the mm. same, but um, SNOP has been invented uh, many years ago, and then the next mm. level, um, always driven by uh, Oliver White, was mm. IDP. But I think it is because that a lot of SNOP around the globe with many companies have just been put the name SNOP on mm. and had information sharing sessions. Mm. Um, and but some companies have been much more um, developed, uh, especially in the retail industry, will be also part of my presentation. Okay. So yeah. um, more or less SNOP, we mm. had it also in my company when we had to reinvent the wheel mm. for the planning process. A lot of people say, oh, again, we invented SNOP five times and it never worked. Mm. So um, we also took the opportunity to say, okay, we want to make it different, not the same like in the past information sharing. And it is just mm -hmm. supply chain in the role as being responsible. No supply chain is the process owner, mm -hmm. but um, the entire process is more than that. And integrated business planning, I think the definition itself and, and the wording also adheres to that we are talking about integration. Mm -hmm of business and planning. It is not just supply chain rocks the show and um, puts data together and is running after. It's more about true collaboration also. It's um, meaning that everybody is part of the story. There's preparation going on in advance. Hmm. I know some would say, yes, we did it in SNOP, then you're lucky. But the majority in the world did not. And, and that was uh, what we uh, were able hmm. to achieve, that yes. integrated business planning is 
combining global, regional, local activities cross-functional mm -hmm. to make a feasible plan in business and also for, for production and mm -hmm. planning and is linked to the company strategy. You can really go through strategy, tactical and operational level. Mm -hmm. And for sure, supply chain is yeah, an important part, but it's yeah. just connecting the dots. But um, the other mm -hmm. point is the modern um, decision taking in integrated business planning. It's more thinking about scenarios and these kind of things is not part of SNOP in, in that strength. Uh, it's, it's, a, mm. it's a different way of collaboration needed in the future. And um, thinking in scenarios, for example, we started to train the people in a certain mindset shift. That mm. was the most important uh, story to say, okay, who are the players in that field? Mm. And um, how do mm. we manage to work together? And um, that was really game changing we had a yes. regional uh, management committee head sitting in the new ibp meetings that i want that and so the sales directors all those people were forced to sit together and at the beginning the usual functional silos that ah but mm -hmm. um, and you and no and after nine months where we had a pilot in one product group one of the sales directors one of the most uneasy person mm -hmm. um, he was starting to defend and and stopped his colleagues from blaming and shouting and then said Hey, we are here to take decisions together. We need to rock the show together to manage mm -hmm. that we um, outrun competition. And then you have uh, achieved the first mindset shift and the, mm -hmm. the thinking in scenarios. So it's not about system first, but you need to have the right understanding of collaboration and cooperation. And um, mm -hmm. thinking in scenarios was the, the idea we say, okay, people say, what is a scenario? How shall I think in scenarios? And we say, okay, look upon that product, this situation, we keep it as it is. And then the people say, yeah, you can't do that. Yes, you can't. That is scenario one. You can't do that. So what is your proposal? What would be scenario B? And then let's dig in deeper in detail. Um, what could be the alternatives we can run together and decide upon and stick to it and don't blame each other afterwards, but we stick to the roadmap we have defined and decided together. And the next step on our level is to implement or mm -hmm. integrate modern tools, which help us to get data more accurate, more faster so that we can steer the business better because we have better quality of data available. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that is then the, the next level of achievement in integrated business planning. But yeah. other people are in the lead. Then we define who has to take the action because it's always talking about closing gaps uh, and who's responsible to close that gap how mm. and when and by what measures and what support yes. that is more or less what we and it was quite successful because it was mm. a cultural change it is a cultural change yeah? yes yeah yeah it's well, like well, in, yeah. in linkedin you can reach out to a ceo of another company and discuss with them but in your own company oftentimes you even don't dare to talk to a ceo in a way like mm. you talk with a ceo in another company via linkedin but how yeah? so we need to capture this cultural change and, and uh, it's more about trust mm. of the people who are working in this field and the experts, they always know better than the leaders, but it's just about empowering people to take the right decisions supported yeah. by technology. I can hear that a uh, uh, lot of benefit yeah, from your implementation about the IBP and uh, I can hear that uh, you are very was... passionate in the supply chain. <laughs> 
yeah. yeah, I think we that, can. That's the reason why I call myself the passionate supply chain passionate. coach. Um, but <laughs> yes, what okay, the, yeah. the, the, the opportunity I took mm. out of that is beforehand, I was working almost 20 years now in chemical industry. Beforehand, mm. I was head of supply chain management. I only was focused on supply chain and between Hammer and Anvil, like so many. Mm. But this position has brought me the opportunity to also understand the other functions and step into their silos and mm. break them open. And, that was very interesting to see because the best performance in mm. all the teams who have been there okay. where the people are most open-minded, independent from function. Yes. Yeah. There are several friends in here already. So we can say uh, hello to them. Uh, Mr. Yunas, uh, good evening. Krisnov, Mr. Krisnov, um, he said uh, hello, Mr. Thorsten. <laughs> yeah, hello, Mr. Krisnov. Thank you. And then Mr. Dodi Dow, hello, Mr. Thorsten. Yes, hello, Mr. Dodi. And then uh, Andy Setiawan, Mr. Fajar said also, um, hello, Mr. Thorsten, allow me to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you will learn a lot yeah, from Mr. Tostan tonight. And then Mr. Supriyadi, Mr. Talita, Mr. Suryo, Mr. Gumelar, Mr. Thomas Izuzu, Mr. Bustanul, Mr. Diva, and Mr. Abi Pasetia said good evening, Mr. Efrata and Mr. Torston. Yeah, good evening, Pak. Okay. No, Suryo also said good abend. Guten abend is um, the German word for good evening. Guten yeah. abend. Guten Abend, yeah. I think Mr. Suryo in here said Guten Abend, her Thorsten, und yeah, her exactly. Efrata. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think uh, my name also in there. So I think un mean n, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, we can start, yeah, Thorsten, to your presentation. So, um, so friends already wait in here, but. In yes, yeah, sorry. I saw the Mentimeter in between. Uh, yeah, I think we cannot start the Mentimeter. I tried to refresh, but uh, it said something wrong with okay. their system. Yeah, so uh, we can start with your presentation. And friends, um, don't worry if you cannot uh, deliver the questions in English. Just type in Indonesian. I can translate it to Torsten. But if you want to have a question, feel free to write the questions in the chat. Yeah. Uh, in the YouTube channel in here, so I can read it after Thorsten presentation. So um, yeah, we can hear the presentation and cannot wait. What is the sharing from the passionate supply chain coach, yeah, Mr. Thorsten? The time is yours. Uh, please do the presentation, Thorsten. Thank you very much. That's my my honor. So <coughs> okay. Um, true digital collaboration is the game changer for supply chains. Uh, you might wonder why you see these uh, wonderful trees. Um, this is my passion, like given in the center. These are Japanese maples growing in my garden. And um, what you will see in the entire presentation that one core topic for me is uh, the human factor. And um, I took a lot of learnings out of um, these trees, which is my passion, so the white one loves to be standing in the background in the dark and then it's wonderful white like a lot of people working in the um, companies who are love to be the wheel of the clockwork they make the clockwork go round, but uh, they are oftentimes forgotten but they they really are happy going there and the red one is the one who likes to be exposed to the sun to be recognized to be aware to um, be promoted um, so that's just a, a quick 
summary why I took this as my um, slides in the presentation. So a little bit about me. So now let's continue and um, quick overview uh, about today. The, the core topic is the, the future of supply chains, um, the, the all over headline. Um, I just will quickly refer to the actual situation, COVID-19 for sure, um, but also that there's opportunities of a crisis. And then let's talk about more center focused on the digital collaboration as the game changer for supply chains. I will provide some example and um, what I think, but it's just scratching the surface. Um, there's much more in uh, depths here and Efrata and I also uh, will like to offer you any possibility to go deeper in detail uh, in the next couple of months by additional training programs. Um, transformation through education, that is then the part where I'm coming back to the human factor I mentioned. Huh? Okay, so a little bit about me. Like I just said in the beginning, 20 years experience um, in international supply chain, I was walking through all the functions uh, end to end and continuously uh, climbing up the ladder until head of supply chain. So this means there's almost nothing that I haven't seen inside out, uh, be it plants, warehouses. I've been a frequent business traveler in the past around the world, also especially in, in, in Asia. Unfortunately, not Indonesia yet, but maybe this might change, but Singapore, China, Japan, Korea, Taiwan, a lot of times in many, many big cities in India. I'm uh, having a lot of certifications in the background, um, being a forwarding agent, also diploma in business administration, but this is not a thing I think you um, be nominated for being for outstanding work. It's, I think, passion. And that is my core message to, to everyone. If you do your things with passion, then you will be doing it better than anybody else. And if you then start training in the field where you feel your strengths, then um, yeah, you might be able to come to a point where I'm now. I would become a freelancer. I'm on process to be a founder of a passionate supply chain coach, and there will be more coming up. Um, Efrata and I, we are both in the ISCA. I'm the director of strategic partnerships of the ISCA. I'm, I'm trying to, to open the affiliates for Germany and Austria. And also I will be the conference manager of the SC Tech 2020 by end of September, where we will give you also some ideas and details um, what you can um, achieve to learn there based upon the presentation also today. So, okay, let's continue. So, my motto, be the change you want to see in the world. It's be you. I, I mark the be you. It's back to the point of of passion. I've been a frequent business traveler to India and I've experienced this message inside out, but this would be uh, a separate uh, presentation or topic talking a little bit more about um, leadership style and, and these kind of things. But this is uh, my motto. I've really trained and a lot of people who know me quite well and also team uh, members, they have experienced that and they would confirm that um, if you be yourself 100% anytime, it's sometimes also uneasy not to compromise because you need to remain yourself, then uh, you can make a difference. Huh? So continue, please. So now coming back to what we said, the future of supply chain. And um, let's give it a start. Click. So um, before COVID-19, supply chain or supply chain management in many industries, there's only some 
have not had these issues. Supply chain management, um, as a lot of supply chain leader feels like between Hammer and Anvil, they are the one who are pushed on operations hectic, driven by quarterly KPIs, sustainable supply chain management, synergy effects, and um, all these kind of things, especially in global supply chains, are uneasy to achieve um, when the KPI setup is coming top down, driven by financials, and, and don't reflect the true needs for the chain in business, except for companies who are really leading, especially in the retail industry, they are a little bit more advanced, but also big, big corporations who started to um, achieve this much earlier. So if you look into the Gartner 25 uh, best supply chains like Unilever or uh, companies like Nestle, who even have an innovation center for digital um, transformation and supply chain, then um, you know what I'm talking about. But there's other industries and uh, a lot of other companies who are especially mid-sized who are much running behind and after. And I'm in, in one of the regions where we are currently really um, much behind is, is European um, Union or the Europe in general. Um, we are still um, behind in digital transformation, but we need to achieve more. And um, we can take uh, others as an example to follow, uh, like those companies who have started years ago to really push the development of transformation of digitalization, but also have training centers, uh, training their staffs, um, ICA, we, we know about that. We have also some of those um, certifications for blockchain and technology there where we see in the world which companies and regions are already uh, running ahead. And um, if we look on the next page, then um, yeah. What also has shown in the COVID-19 that these companies who are more advanced, they are more resilient. Well, just talking about Amazon, for example, very deep integrated in, in modern technologies, all those uh, Amazon shops even show that where nobody's in there. So those companies who have used technology to leverage um, their entire supply chain, they have not struggled. They've even grown now in, in the market, also a uh, retail industry. And um, the fortunate thing is for all of us, also in, in media, medium-sized companies or in uh, industries which are a little bit more conservative, the mass media has shown up that supply chain is an important topic uh, to replenish uh, goods in Germany, even in the lockdown, it was allowed for trucks driving on a Sunday. Normally Sunday is uh, trucking not allowed, but for replenishing goods to ensure that uh, food is there, um, they have started really to, to change these. So logistics supply chain has become more popular. People started to understand, oh, supply chain, I've never heard about that. In the past, I had to explain what supply chain, but now um, it's coming closer that we can be a game changer here and people start to understand. So it's more popular and I think that's a big advantage for supply chain. Yeah? And companies, all companies will have to stronger focus on to establish this more yeah, resilient, more better in the function and also to orchestrate uh, the use of the right technologies. And this we will um, see in, in the later slides um, how we can go there. Yeah. Next slide. So summing up, main pillars um, will be availability of technology and system. And it is available now. We will also uh, hear about that. 
Um, but well-structured processes in organizations, um, along with well-trained, educated staff, and that's the point. If you have a supply chain strategy and um, want to have processes in organizations, you need to have well-trained and educated staff because how to go there if the people don't understand what to do. So we really need to train people to steer the supply chain orchestrated. And um, that is um, the other topic. The key element here is education. Efrata? Yeah. So what I was talking uh, at the beginning of the entire presentation or even before, the true cost functional collaboration. So a modern networking collaboration is getting um, across with other peoples to achieve a joint target or even with enemies. You find a lot of definitions in um, the internet about collaboration, but it's really true cross-functional collaboration. This means stepping out of your silos and um, see the potential to liaise and align with another function to better achieve a goal or um, the, the business um, strategy. Yeah? And this um, is enforcing also people management and engagement, even with remote teams now. Yeah? It's a different way of, of steering people um, to trust that the other one works from home um, reliable and not um, fooling the boss and that is now the opportunities of the crisis now we are in, in dark times at the moment um, COVID-19 is, is not a joke it's an unexpected impact for the global society however there's also an opportunity and you can see the glass half full rather than half empty and I think um, today Efrata and myself I would be so proud to say that is the way we start doing a difference to see, okay, there's a potential. We are both in the same group and we can align together to work together and bring all our ideas around the world to the point. So that's an opportunity. Huh? The actual situation, we are sitting all at home now. If you have Skype or um, for business, go to meeting, WhatsApp, um, Microsoft Teams, a lot of other things like Google or Apple. The winner of the entire show of COVID-19 is Zoom. But beforehand, companies maybe had just Skype for business or Microsoft Teams. But now um, people need to become flexible. And all these tools, the digitization, is the opportunity to, to leverage the, um, the lockdown and bringing us together. So and also in the private life, huh? we also had uh, a lot of um, issues at school. So we did some homeschooling in the last couple of months. And at the moment, the kids are back in Germany uh, to school wearing masks. But um, there's now some cloud available, like shown here. Um, so the, the, um, some of the lessons the teachers now upload to the cloud because they don't know if next Monday the school will be closed again. So they start using the homeschooling uh, structure more and more. So COVID-19 also has helped to grow in digitization. We have been really bad in Germany, to be honest, huh, in these things. And that's improving, but it's very fragmented still. But beforehand, a lot of um, company leaders uh, sometimes said when people were working from home, oh, who's not in the office is not working. But now everybody's happy that we have that opportunity. And so that's the first mindset shift. And that's important because we need this mindset shift to trust and rely upon uh, using digital tools and wherever you are, we collaborate. And I think that is a, a, a fortunate milestone within the unfortunate situation of COVID-19.
So let's continue. Coming down now to the supply chain in this regard um, with a new mindset. So the definition, I think, is uh, clear to the most of you. If you're in the field of supply chain, we have the, the three main pillars. If it is purchase to pay or um, source, make, deliver, which is uh, a core model. We can also say supply, manufacture and uh, demand or um, yeah, order to deliver. And um, big companies having um, our global players. I was working now for chemical industries. We have been using Six Sigma very intensively. And there we have the, the CIPOC as um, a process and project management tool, which is supplier, input, production, output, customer. Um, that is how you can um, observe the process, Six Sigma coming from Toyota. But if you can see it here, the majority of projects of companies are focusing more on the internal, um, especially if you are a production um, a manufacturing company, then production is in the focus and input output. Supplier, customer, yes, maybe, but not always. But some will do that. They even integrate the supplier and the customer um, because this is then an end-to-end -end supply chain optimization. And this works oftentimes when you have a broad company um, or in the automotive industry, for example, um, a broad company with a broad supplier and a broad customer. So the real global players, they are much advanced here. But uh, the more the global players uh, are distributed around the world as a global player, then they have multiple suppliers and multiple customers, uh, so countless, so we call it SN. And they're small and medium and big sized customers. So if we look on the supply side, then you see we have suppliers and customers there and uh, suppliers and customers on the other side as well. Um, so it's not supply chain SC, but it's on a bird's perspective, always a supplier customer relationship we are talking about and all the rest about logistics, transportation is in there between. And within the supplier customer relationships on both sides, uh, we may have some who are also doing a Lean Six Sigma, focusing on these projects. They are broad companies. They have a big collaboration there. And these are the ones who are much more advanced because they use big data, AI, machine learning, much stronger than the smaller customers. So all who are not marked yellow here are mid-sized or small companies working with a, a big company. So it's just simplified. But to um, tell you that this is not my opinion, it is just also recently um, supported by a Forbes article where we... Um, see about Oxford economic survey that asking thousand supply chain executives and 47 of supply chain leaders, those means top 12% of the respondents. So it's 120 roundabout. They using automation to perform routine tasks. Huh? So, and if we look on the next page there, you see what is the gap I was referring to with big companies and small companies. This means 76% uh, of these leading, of these 12%, uh, they are using or trying to deploy IoT um, and 20% of the others only. So you see the gap is really large between all those companies who are now uh, the winners like the Amazons or Alibabas of this world and then Google or um, OEM manufacturers. Uh, and the same is with the 64% or even in the 
robotic area. We know it's also a question of, um, of money so far. However, um, these things are so strongly developing that even small companies would be able to afford that. So if we go back to the slide um, before, this would be now showing that the other companies, the small and medium sized have to do that job as well to integrate supply chain. So Ifrata, um, so we mark them red. So they can also link and we can do a value chain integration here with the tools, the AI coming up on the market. So what you see maybe in, in the market, a lot of demand planning tools, uh, tracking and tracing, all the forwarding agents, AI, machine learning, it becomes a kind of standard. And so there's opportunity in there for the small and medium-sized companies to link. And so we can do a value chain integration in the end. But there's also, on the other hand, um, some danger along with that. And, and there we need now to dig in deeper in, into details about the true collaboration I am referring to. Yeah. So simplifying um, the example, if you have an OEM, the customer is used to wait six to 12 weeks um, for, not so fast, um, six to 12 weeks for his um, car to get his car. Um, so we have the OEM manufacturers, then we have coating manufacturers on the right-hand side who are providing that color. On the left-hand side, we have bumpers. So it's just a, a part of the car. A bumper is also in the same color, has to be in the same color, but also you need um, some special adhesives and sealants because sometimes it's just glued to the rest of the car. And that is the reason why we have two different kinds of, of chemicals at the uh, bottom here, the specialty chemical providing um, special chemicals for adhesives and sealants so that the bumper, which is not um, from aluminum, but plastics can be glued to the red car and the, the color provider who has to provide the same color in both directions or even just to the coater. And now we're coming to the point, how is OEM optimizing themselves? So an OEM is optimizing by just in time. We all know that automotive market is just in time, well, six to 12 weeks. And that is what they pretend the customer needs to wait. I think ordering a red car and waiting 12 weeks is just a long time. Um, and that's the question, can it be improved? So the same is valid for the second OEM. So that is a market standard, but the second OEM gets um, his colors from a different um, bumper manufacturer. Uh, so I try to keep that in a way that it's intended to be complex because it's just a bird's perspective. The reality is even much more complex. So going into that market, we need to supply four to 20 weeks for the specialty chemicals, also in the coatings. Sometimes there are specialty chemicals in, otherwise uh, a color doesn't get it, its effect. So um, that is the other topic. But last but not least, we have a fragmented few six to 12 weeks and just in time delivery at OEM. But in the chemical industry, we have three to six months to get to the color, for example. So, and this is not the line. Now everybody starts to put his cloud technology, like we just have said, the big ones are already using AI and machine learning um, in, in the other field as well. And now everybody is doing that. So it's becoming more and more cloudy and, and more and more fragmented because everybody now wants to jump and use this technology. So it's great that we have these things 
there, but the question is, if we look back on that slide with a yellow arrow and um, think, what are you optimizing? Do you optimize yourself, your company, your relationship? But does it have a positive impact that the customer will get it in six to 12 weeks or might it be even um, going in the wrong direction because everybody's optimizing themselves and maybe one relationship, but how about the entire value chain effect? And that is something I think we can change uh, because um, the modern technology is possible via cloud to get harmonized. It's not about that we only choose one big provider. It's more about um, awareness to do the right things along the chain because it's not just about planning. It's also about execution. We have different levels here, which we cannot cover today. But if we look on the next page, it's just trying to, to assort the things a little bit. So modern cloud allows to integrate almost every tool, every technology with everyone. And now it's a question, a lot of um, industries like automotive also have their interest groups. So the chemical industry in Germany has a VCI, a Verband der Deutschen Chemischen Industrie. So there's interest groups, there's different possibilities to play that game with modern technology. For example, the OEM, we will have cloud, edge clouds. So if we look in the next step, edge cloud is the next topic coming available. So you can provide your data, for example, here in a red car. So we have the red cars and the market for red cars. And this data from OM1, OM2 can be delivered into this market cloud, maybe from the um, automotive industry, not so fast, um, from the automotive industry group and this can be then condensed into a blockchain. So we are using middleware in the cloud or via the cloud. This means there's the potential to share this, but what kind of data is needed and um, to share this information faster. Beforehand, the OEM one was uh, sharing his information with a coatings provider. The coatings provider was sharing the information with a, a color cam, but this takes time. Eh? So one by the other, we know how procurement and sales are negotiating. And um, I think that is a topic which can be um, skipped via, not so fast, um, can be skipped by using modern technology. It's just about sharing information directly. So the customer orders his car, we get the information via the cloud until the chemical industry um, to ensure that I can prepare the pigments or the red color in advance. I don't need to wait that it's going through all those negotiations with procurement and sales, but it's about on time sharing information with data. The availability of data can speed up and this is vice versa benefiting for the OEM in the end. Um, but what kind of data? With the blockchain, you can uh, steer it that way that you say, okay, cybersecurity, who has to get which data so we don't need the exact name of the customer or we even don't need the exact name of the manufacturer of the car so cloud can also consolidate and say okay this is the total demand of this specific red in the next six to 12 months for example or, or three to six whatsoever oh, but we have seen we have a six months chain um, in chemical industry why um, a european manufacturer ordering raw materials in china this takes 90 to 120 days to 
um, receive in Europe, then manufacturing sometimes takes two months time. There's a lot of um, alchemy behind. Uh, it's all space chemical reactions here to be on the shelf. So <coughs> it's not the three to um, 12 uh, weeks like with a customer for an OEM. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> okay. And, and that is now exactly the point. What data needs to be shared with whom? There we need to orchestrate these things. Yeah? The OEM shares with the, the bumper the information about the number of bumpers with that specific red. At the same time, via this cloud concept, um, you also, and, and blockchain, you also can deliver the relationship between OEM2 and maybe bumper one. If this is the supplier, then they can share their information directly. So this means bumper one gets the information, the specific one about his customer, but also at the same time via maybe the interest group cloud here, the bumper interest group, um, the entire market development, where it is going so that they have an idea and they can use this data for their own prescriptive and um, predictive analytics. So that is just the point how you can integrate. You might have your own tool, but it's a question which data is served by whom. If you're looking deeper into the details, this also means with the specialty chemical, now you can click. Um, <laughs> so here we shared in, in that cloud. So we have a, a, a cloud via um, chemical industry. This means for red cars, we have the specialty chemicals, we have the chem color, we can put that in a chemical cloud and then everybody is pulling out the data they require. So that is first direction. No, that's too fast. Oh, don't need the black arrows. Um, now, with the blue bars, it is giving back information. So this means the bumper one and bumper two, for example, they now have pulled down the data, have manipulated with their AI and machine learning tools they have implemented, and then they give back into that entire concept with the blue stream, the information they got. And this means we already got in the chemicals, the information of the red cars, but now it's coming back. Um, the specific information from bumper one to specialty chemical supplier, how much adhesives and sealants they need. And so this data continuously improves along the entire um, concept. I think that is where is the potential in if this is harmonized and everybody's using it. But that is really a question of cybersecurity and, and proper data sharing who needs what kind of data and when and if it is really real life what works with cloud then we can improve and that leads to the end that the chemical industry has much earlier information than before than ever before we don't need to wait until but can prepare and this goes back we will deliver on time in full on time and full delivery to bumper one and coatings. Um, there's now the logistics market and all these things behind. I don't want to cover now, but there we can play all these games uh, as well. So it's different levels of, um, but the entire show means we will improve the um, supply chain because the customer in the past were forced to wait for this car because if the demand picks up in OEM and you have a uh, six months supply chain in the chemical industry, how to achieve that? Only through nonsense, air freight, um, operations hectic, and this is also not sustainable. If we also see now the United Global uh, Nations Compact, SDG ambition, if we want to do things sustainable, then we need to change the game and 
be fair and open and share information along the value chain. I will have full container loads. I will have a proper utilization of my plan. This will have a positive impact on my revenue as well as on my customer, the coder or the bumper or the OEM in the end, because an efficient supply chain brings synergy effects. And this will also lead to price reductions. We are at economies of scale in this regard. And the full container load by sea freight has a much better um, CO2 footprint than an air freight I was forced to do just to keep to the rules. And that is, uh, and even in the end, the customer would benefit. But this requires collaboration and true digital collaboration um, requires also true understanding of these things. And um, that leads to the next page about um, the sum up at that point the potential benefits, like I just have said. Huh? So the qu planning quality will improve with whichever tool you want to need, but um, also the decision-taking and, and, and steering will improve because you get the data on time right um, much more than in the past. Maybe it's not 100% correct, and that is something where we, I think, have to skip thinking about. Forecast accuracy is a... Um, reverse mirror um, KPI looking into that. It's more about looking forward and if maybe the KPI sets with companies change to a yearly uh, or a sustainable target and not on quarterly inventory reduction, which kills this kind of coordination. It's vice versa, we should um, create such a, a chain and then say what's needed. So we don't produce unnecessary stock, which is also healthy and sustainable. So we have this improved capacity utilization, CO2 footprint, I said, and also lead time. Um, but the higher reliability of the entire thing um, will lead to customer satisfaction and customer satisfaction always leads to higher profitability and revenue. But what is needed, and that is the, the sum up on the next side, it's education. Right? So we need resources, but all overall, it is summed up skilled labor. Be it someone who designs the supply chain, you need to understand the business processes. You need to know about these tools. Um, the hardware and the software need to be available. There needs to be manufacturers and people who are programming the algorithm. Yeah? Um, so we have uh, multiple layers of skilled labor needed. I think digitization is not killing jobs. It's just a question of changing the job profiles in the IT industry, but also need to somebody who's assembling the servers. So it's just now the question to be aware of that and um, to educate those people. And um, as soon as the people are educated, you can also really um, do this strong intercompany collaboration and communication because people only can collaborate and communicate if you understand and stop politics, but think in collaboration. Yeah, yeah you can continue. So, and now it's just another point where I say it, it's an artificial war for talent. So transformation through education, that's what I just said. We have high motivated, high potential people in every company and uh, who's working in a global company knows about those uh, employee engagement surveys for categories and all talent management is focusing on category one. And I think there we limit ourselves. Like I have said with my trees in the beginning, there's those people who love to stand behind the scenes, the white maple who's uh, happy 
to be in the background, but doing an excellent job, uh, uh, unfolds his potential there. And these are categories two and three as well. Those people make the clock work go round. And this is also another topic. We need to get them along. And business leaders are doing that. We have an example um, on the next page from BASF. Huh? BASF is known. It's a absolutely a leading chemical industry. And they have decided to um, yeah, ensure job safety with 34,000 people in the site in Germany huh? to ensure that they are all taken along with well, they have understood that they not just need to focus on the um, talents but to ensure that all people the, the first three categories are taken along with because they will need them and live the new bsf together so they tell them your jobs are safe but we will transform and digitize i think that is a um, very good message so we have some statements also uh, quoted So the chairman of the Works Council. Uh, so Works Council is not the employer, but is the interest groups of the employees. And um, he is giving positive statements. So that is a very good signal to say, okay, the employer and the employees are aligned for digital transformation. They agree, yes, we need to change. Yeah? The expertise and creativity of our employees is the most important key to success. And that is the key message here. So we need to change the way we operate, but we need the people. And I think that is also um, what I am happy about and, and to share and what we will try with ICA and um, meetings like today to bring over those messages and get infected. Yeah. And so if we go to the next slide. Yeah. So here, it's, I want to focus exactly what I said, the expansion of digitization in production, administration, and business processes. Continuous optimization of structures and processes towards a more agile organization. These are exactly the things my entire presentation was reflecting and referring to. More agile does not mean you will be kicked out, but the way if you establish the processes and, and blockchain and, and technical tools um, along the chain, makes you more flexible and agile to connect with a new customer, connect with a new supplier um, and, and provide data that is needed to take an on-time decision. This is agile uh, um, from my personal belief. Please continue. So, and therefore, these personal beliefs leads to another topic that I'm currently being honored to be the conference manager of the SCTEC 2020 by end of September, where I had the opportunity to shape the agenda exactly to deliver that message along with a lot of fantastic speakers. So we will really try to bring over supply chain technology into the supply chain community and want to make a difference. And that is also one of the reasons why we uh, don't have an expensive ticket price because we want people around the world to be able to take their decision to join. And um, out of the ticket price, we will donate 10% for education, health and sustainable with Yen Global Compact. So we do some charity because the world needs it. We need to develop all together. So, and the agenda reflects, um, if we look on the first page of the agenda to um, make you understand, and the entire agenda is created by me. Um, that was uh, the task I was asked by IECA, 
we start with digital transformation strategy. I will not read what it's given here. You can um, click on the homepage, but I just want to explain what is the message of day one is we want you to understand how to approach strategy. There's fantastic people in there like Chris Turner, who's also was helping me in the past to understand how to think in design thinking and strategy. There are some clever steps or um, there's different models where you can link business strategy with supply chain strategy. We will have um, book authors like Ed Nisson Bernardes giving an outlook. Where do we go in digital transformation until 25, 2030? So that's where we need to get started to have an idea how a chain could be approached by strategy. And then on the first next day, the second day of the conference, we will look on the customer side of a supply chain. So the idea of the agenda is going end to end. We will talk about customer relationship, demand planning and risk management, cybersecurity, what we just had with that blockchain. That's an important part. We need to understand what is out there, what potential do we have. We will have some discussion around these topics to make you to help to understand the implications and how to approach this, where are the pros and cons. And then on the third day, we will focus on um, manufacturing, organization, people management, because we need to get people on board integration and integration does not mean only um, IBP, but also system integration, IOT, smart manufacturing, how to approach these things. We will give some best practice examples, but it will be not um, long, boring um, presentations. We will have a lot of interactive discussions, some short presentations by outstanding experts, and then they discuss in front of you with each other. And you can bring in your quotes and messages and questions via a moderator. And um, we will see if we can capture all. If not, we will come back to your specific um, answer afterwards. Uh, but that is the idea. So we walked through the supply chain. And on the last day, we will be focusing on supply, sustainability, transportation, logistics, warehousing, blockchain. On the previous day in integration, we also had the financial impact. Here we talk about sustainability. We will have um, Anne Rosenberg also joining, just coming from the Global UN Assembly, and she's co-founder of the SDG Ambition. SDG is standing for um, Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations, and there is the next step, how to implement into companies. Companies have to undersign this, and then they need to adhere to that. This will be a change in KPIs, sustainable. Every supply chain manager will love that. But there will be an initiative to support, to implement into companies. And, and here she will refer to that. And also we will talk about blockchain, like I just have shown, and some potentials to show along the chain, for example, how you can use a, a procurement platform, how this can be then reflected in the blockchain, who brings over the information for the execution. And in the end, we will also have a German startup referring to last mile transport room optimization and an e-commerce platform will also be joining so that you get an idea about the elements along the chain and where are the interfaces and what are the um, things you have to take care of. And then you might be enabled, hopefully, to implement these things by your own and based upon presentations like this. But from ICA, we will support also um, with project management and other things um, in, in your area if needed, uh, besides certification trainings. So I think this is almost all um, from my side, maybe just a little bit um, about the SC tech. You can 
register still until tomorrow we have 50% price off. This means 49 US dollars um, for the four days. This is almost nothing for many countries and others. It might be still a fortune, but up from September, the price will be the 100% price, 99 US dollars. So if you're now inspired and want to join, use the time until tomorrow. And um, there is a link we have established with Efrata. You can press that link and you still can save another 10%. And don't forget, if you register, we will record all the sessions. So if you cannot join the whole event, then as a registered member, you will be able to review all sessions until the next uh, SC Tech in 21. And if you take the effort of that little bit money, 10% of your ticket will go to education, health and sustainability. We will support charity. So you also do something good in here. That is something I'm not telling lies. It was a proposal of mine and ICA CEO Lale de Silva took it up and said, and then let's go right way, 10%. And I will ensure together with the United Nations that it will receive where it's needed. It's a, my, a personal mission of mine. I'm really believing in that. So, and uh, last but not least, some more details. If you want to contact me, yeah, you can do it in terms of ISCA. If you want to um, hire me for a project or want to do some certification programs, but you have an excellent guy, uh, Efrata, there in Indonesia already who's currently strongly supporting me because I'm quite new to the ICA since this year. Nevertheless, don't hesitate to reach out to me via LinkedIn or uh, Twitter or Thinkers360 or Xing. And with the ICA, I'm starting the ISC Germany and Austria now. And here you find also the other activities we will have the SC Next, the largest university group um, and young professionals of supply chain around the world and the TAC Prize, which is a Supply Chain Excellence Award. And we also will have an award um, with the SC Tech on the last day. And um, you will be uh, then honored by a keynote speech and an award at the SC Tech 21, which we will hopefully hold in Frankfurt, Germany. So I will be in the position again as a conference manager then. Um, we really believe that COVID-19 might be at an end and then we can meet up physically and I would be happy to welcome you there maybe as an award winner of the SC Tech 2020 challenge. So that's all from my side. Thank you very much. And just my core message, be passionate and stay healthy. Okay, yeah, thank you, Torsten, for the very brief presentation. And then I believe there are a lot of uh, <coughs> questions from our friend. So we can do yeah. the question and answer. Um, there are uh, several questions for you, Torsten. And thank you for the presentation again. I will read the uh, questions in here. Uh, some of us, starting from Mr. Talita Ad. Guten Abend, Herr Thorsten. We get as him. Uh, yeah, I don't. I cannot spell it correctly. I believe you understand, yeah. Um, I, I. Yes, I think I just just can respond. Mir geht es sehr gut. I'm very fine. Thank you. I've been honored to uh, be able to present today, and I hope I was not too fast in my speech, and you took away um, my messages. If not. Happy to answer the questions needed. 
Okay, yeah, thank you, Thorsten. And then um, this is a question from Mr. Gumlar Rahayu uh, to you, Thorsten. Was logistics and distribution terms more popular than supply chain previously, also in Europe? Which part of supply chain that could do by work from home during this pandemic condition, as the activities also should do directly in the field? Yeah, can you comment the question from Mr. Gumlar, Thorsten? Yes, for sure. The, the point is, um, we have two questions. Logistics and distribution. Um, I recently had a, a joint um, air cargo conference and there was also some of those topics. We have activities which you can't do from home. Huh? There's people who, who manufacture, who shrink wrap the pallets, who start the production, who uh, load the transport, the truck. Mm. So all these kind of activities um, for sure needs to be done um, on the ground handling continuously and those companies those people need to be massive protected and it works but all admin jobs um, if it is planning if it is steering detailed scheduling um, or forwarding can be done from home and then some of these trucking companies even have confirmed this uh, this week to say they pretend to do this they want to ensure that um, they minimize the risk of getting infected because if a small company, the people are infected with COVID-19, then you're bankrupt. Huh? So you cannot afford that. So it's just thinking about um, how clever you can manage that and working remote, then it's a question of the leader, maybe to have a, a joint meeting with all the team and maybe having after work beer or uh, food together via the screen. So I think creativity is just the question of how to get the people along with and maybe meet up one or two days a week in the office if, if need be to ensure culture. But um, yeah, taking masks and, and, and uh, keeping distance and then it would be fine. Yeah? I don't know if this is um, fine for you, my reply. If not, uh, please let me know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I hope Mr. Gumlar, your question is already answered by uh, Mr. Thorsten. And then this is a question from Mr. Fajar. Uh, Mr. Thorsten, what is the best element of supply chain transformation through collaboration that may still feasible can be implemented during this pandemic situation? Uh, can you give a comment from Mr. Fajar? Questions, Thorsten? I think um, the core element is the mindset and the leadership and and to see the glass half full and not half empty so um not saying oh now we are done but uh, more about okay what can we do now it's sometimes even easier to reach out to your team and have an individual meeting via zoom mm -hmm. and getting the people along to say okay what can be done and i gave an interview i think in april this year where i also said okay a, a core element as long as we are in lockdown, um, could be that company leaders, supply chain leaders can motivate their team to say, okay, please take your time at home. Think about where should we be next year? Let's forget about the actual situation, but what is our target 21, 22? Where do we want to be? How can this be looking like? And then try to club this together with all the ideas to get the people onboarded. They are sitting at home, but they are able to shape your strategy, your tactics, and then see where you're standing now and where you do want to go. And then um, all your decisions now would be much more easier. I think that is not an uneasy t task to do this, just to um, allow all 
opinions and uh, might be the people would be afraid or not. So you can use a Kaizen concept from, from Lean and Six Sigma, where you ask the people what you are alert of, or what are your concerns and what are your ideas, and then you can shape from there. So um, I think it's a big opportunity to take that time and to build the future now huh? and not just driven by operations hectic. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I hope Mr. Fajar, the question already answered. And then uh, another questions from Mr. Krisnov uh, for you, Torsten. If digital, uh, I think this is a typo. Yeah, digitalization. If digitalization is the main ingredients of collaboration, how much effort should be focused in this area, especially for middle-low company? Yeah, this is a very interesting question. Yeah, uh, can you? It's, it's it's one it's it's one main ingredients of collaboration um, definitely I think the first step is this mid-sized company need to think about okay where do you think you will be in 25 just think about this scenario uh, try to shape that where you want to be forget about COVID-19 it's what is your passion what is your mission what is your target and there you build backwards your strategy upon And this makes clear which elements and ingredients of digitization you can use to unleash the potential you require to go there. That is, uh, that it is a must have that you use these tools um, is because the competition will do it. So if you don't use technology and don't understand that this kind of collaboration will be required, Others will start doing it and then they outrun you. So you might not um, um, go bankrupt as of a sudden, but as they outrun you, customer relationships will grow with them and then your market potential and share just shrinks by doing nothing. So, and that is the point, you can't do nothing. So if you want to keep up, you need to um, do it the right way. But with a vision where to go and not just operations hectic. Now I implement a lot of these tools. There's a lot of uh, now AI tracking tools on the market. You need to know where you want to go and then step by step implement the tools that are um, beneficial for you. Where's your focus areas and then um, trying to, to leverage the potential and then you add upon more and more. Huh? Mm -hmm. Don't um, do it from the wrong end. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good advice, yeah, from from you, Torsen. I hope the question already answered, uh, Mr. Krisnov. And this is uh, uh, from Ata. yes, Efrata. Yes. That is just a point. Um, therefore, I really can recommend to to join the SC Tech. Mm -hmm. One of those people mm -hmm. who have trained me understanding this. It's you need to design thinking, yeah? and this I have learned by Chris Turner, who is one of our mm -hmm. uh, speakers. And if you have start to understand that, you can really help people going there because it becomes so clear what to do uh, if you have the right understanding of how to approach strategy um. yes yeah yeah I believe um, uh, if people join to SC Tech 2020 there are a lot of uh, things we can learn with a lot of things yeah and you know uh, we already have two batches which is what one batch con consists of 10 person uh, 10 person yeah 10 people and then Uh, the second batch already registered as well so we open again yeah, to our friend if you want to join the third batch uh, we open again for the next 10 people so please contact us and contact our uh, study group in the whatsapp and 
uh, one more thing ya yeah, because uh, Thorsten already hmm? talked to me uh, he already put his uh, WhatsApp number in here so uh, Thorsten will be in our study group WhatsApp group yeah for one week so if you have any questions then we can continue to have a discussion in the WhatsApp group uh, Thank you, Thorsten. And then um, there is a several friend um, here again, uh, De- Mr. Dandy. Hi. Yeah. Thank you to join us tonight, Mr. Dandy. And then Mr. Dani and Mr. Suryadi. Thank you. Uh, hello also. And then Mr. Gumelar say thank you for the uh, explanation, Thorsten. Uh, that's quite mm-hmm. clear. And then Mr. Fajar already say, also said danke, Mr. Thorsten. Very straightforward and clear answer. And we have last questions from uh, Talita Art in here uh, for you, Thorsten. How to optimizing about mm-hmm. true cross-functional collaboration? I mean, how the strategy to do it? Yeah, can you give a comment about this? Yes, for sure. Um, it's it's if it is clear where the roadmap of the company is, it's. Um, for sure a, a big thing and you cannot approach all at once and that is the way uh, we did it is by um, doing some prototyping or piloting so you pick out a product group or a service group in your company which you feel maybe it's the one with the biggest impact so the management sees it and also management needs to support that is the other topic if you want to do that please ensure that your upper management or a person there is standing behind you because this is a door opener. If management says, yes, do it, but first do it with a prototype, then this is an important key because the other function needs to follow. And then you pick out the right team or the right group, either who are the most open-minded ones, don't take those who are almost against everything because then you're wasting your time and energy going the bridge strategy search for a team and people who are willing who have ideas who would say okay let's give it a try and if it's also a team which has a good impact to your company then you will see um, how soon and quick this develops and via management this is communicated in your company and then other groups will start follow oh why them and not us and when do you come to us and do the same and this is what we also observe with the um, integrated business planning how it evolved and developed uh, just going bottom up i call this uh, or inside out um, with the uh, right team and then also along that story nothing's perfect you have some key elements some learning and these time type of teams and people will give you a feedback they will feedback you what's good what's not and this also is important and you need to be open enough uh, and aware enough and allow feedback that is the important point in all these kind of change feedback is a key element um, to foster success because feedback helps to change in the right direction as long as the feedback is um, done in a proper way focused on the topic and not um, polemic yeah. okay yeah thank you mr Thorsten. i hope uh Mr. Talita, your question already answered. And uh, that's all, friend, for our uh, session tonight. And then thank you for the brief uh, and then very nice, fruitful presentation, Thorsten. And I believe a lot of friends in here, uh, if they have any questions, again, yeah, friend, if you want to join the WhatsApp group, then please uh, fill in the form and then Thorsten will be in our study group for one week. Yeah, so if you have any 
questions then we can continue to have a discussion in the study group in our whatsapp group again Thorsten any last statement from you thank you very much yes and uh, I have to thank you I think it was a um, big opportunity I observed that um, I even would like to talk more about those details the ST tech will help to get a little bit more across of the technology available but um, as you know we are both in the ICA we also have the IGBS where um, people also can get hold of me up from October I will be 100% freelancer and also dedicated to ICA um, so if there's support needed um, there's potential that we can collaborate and work together I love to be um, passionate about supply chain and support the people to um, uh, develop the, the right things wherever in the world it's really funny and I'm happy to to um, be linked with you now thanks for this great platform I think you are doing an excellent job in this YouTube channel um, I need to do the same in Germany because we are um, far behind uh, it's, thanks a lot again and thanks for these um, questions from the audience I hope that the um, replies are to satisfaction if not please reach out and also via Efrata I think he's the key element at your end so um, yeah that's all from my side thanks a lot okay yeah thank you Thorsten and then I believe um, we can continue to do the collaboration again yeah and if you want yes, to uh, do it the same uh, platform in the Germany then uh, feel free to ask me I will help <laughs> okay Again, thank you, Thorsten, for the uh, wonderful presentation tonight. Yeah, thank you, and then thank you see much. you again. Yeah. Okay, guys, uh, our friend enabling supply chain management. Uh, feel free to subscribe our channel. We will have a different topic and then a different presenter uh, every week, so you can uh, have many, many. Um, discussion with us if you want to join our study group in the whatsapp group uh, feel free to uh, connect with us also yeah uh, me Efrata from enabling supply chain management Indonesia uh, want to say stay healthy during this pandemic and then see you again in the next session goodbye